It's Light the Tower, your daily look around the world of sports with Hall of Fame broadcaster and voice of the Texas Longhorns, Craig Way, and Horns 24-7 insider, Jeff Howe, on your live, local, and independent home for sports talk in Austin, The Horn. Second hour of Life of Tower on the horn. Craig Ray, Jeff Howe with you. Cam Park, our producer alongside. We're going to have our uh, Flex 30 update coming up here in a little bit. Cam gets to tell you a little bit about what he's encountering tonight with the uh, high school basketball playoff game uh, <laughs> that he's broadcasting. It's it's kind of quaint. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll have that uh, coming up. Uh, there Also, we have a second hour Longhorn. No, but what do we have uh this particular hour. Get into a little bit of football. I want to look at, there was a two-round NFL mock draft that came out yesterday from my colleagues over at CBS Sports. I want to get into that, and then maybe a couple other little football news notes and nuggets items. Okay. Uh, Clean up from hour number one. Uh, The uh, story that I just did about the um, airline instructor who just, it was his time, and uh, the co-pilot thought that the instructor was just playing with him, like passed out of sleep, whatever, and turned out he was dead. And the co-pilot was able to land the plane. Somebody on the Specs text line at three three seven three seven seven six said that story is why when I is why when I drive to Wisconsin in the summer to visit family every year, I drive nineteen hours in one day to get there. Only time I'll ever fly in my life is is if there's an ocean in between me and my destination. It's like the John Madden Yeah, the deal. Madden Cruiser thing. Um, so, and, and I will also say this. The, uh, the pandemic changed a lot of folks with regard to travel. Uh, because not because necessarily they were had a fear of flying or, you know, something might happen with the plane or the pilots or whatever like that. Because I know a lot of people have been, been in, had been flying for years and years and years and years and years, but it became an incredible hassle to to do airline travel uh, for a while. It was really, really a problem. I mean, it's still not the smoothest thing in the world in terms of just the procedural elements of getting on the plane and knock plane on wood. Like ABIA is one of the easier airports it is. to fly out of. It is, uh, but you know, a lot of a lot of people like like. Our engineer for football broadcast, Greg Klingensmith, he drove to every destination last year. When I mean, you think about it, it's a couple of Kansas ones. They did not have to go to either West Virginia or Iowa State. <laughs> but he drove to Iowa State the year before. Uh, and and so we were talking, he and I were talking not that long ago about, hey, man, when he gets in the SEC, I really can't see you driving to Columbia, South Carolina, or Lexington. He said, yeah, 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 I'll fly on those. Gainesville, Florida, yeah, you know, some of those. I drove to Manhattan and back once for yeah. a football road trip. I've done that. Yeah. Told myself I wouldn't do that again. Then I decided to, I had the, this brilliant idea I had. I was going to fly to the Sugar Bowl and then drive home and then realized when I had to, so tired, I had to stop in Beaumont and spend the night. I'm like, I'm flying to and fro from road trips. That's now. what I did. But the reason why I did it was um, I had to 
get back. I'm, I'm trying to remember how it, this worked. No, I guess we did fly home. I'm, I'm trying to remember. Uh, I flew. I had to fly a day earlier than Linda come back because I had to get to Manhattan to do basketball mm. against K-State, and then she flew home. But I looked at it. I'm like, you that. know, it was like the $50 I saved by renting a car instead of flying. Was It, really, it wasn't worth it. wasn't the, worth Because I ended up spending, you know, 80 or 90 on a hotel anyway. So. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, it winds up not working yeah. out anyway. Uh, so somebody said, Stoner said, now that pilot was committed to the bit right there. <laughs> he went all in to yeah, teach man. that lesson. Uh, and then somebody else said, it's a hundred times more dangerous to drive a vehicle that far than to fly. That's just ignorance. Um, you know, I don't know about a hundred times more, but I, I'm, I am in agreement with you that the air travel, uh, is very, very, very safe. And by number and per capita and percentage, it's far safer than, than, uh, than highway travel. I am not in disagreement whatsoever for me. Like when I go back to North Carolina every summer and go to go to the beach and all that, uh, the reason why we drive is because we have a bunch of stuff to haul. Stop for boiled peanuts. No boiled peanuts. You keep bringing up the boiled peanuts. Didn't like the boiled peanuts. <laughs> They're slick and they taste like black-eyed peas. Didn't like the boiled peanuts. Stop for many other things. You know, a lot of other stuff. A nice kebab maybe on the way. I don't know about a kebab. Did you a kebab? I don't know. Some gas station sushi? Uh, no, none of that. None of that. Stop at Monel's in Nashville. Have a great meal there. Okay. Or some, there's some other places. Or uh, I like you know coming back through and stopping at Pat's of Henderson to eat frog legs. And a Lucy nice piece Hannibal of fish. Back. Yeah, would have that. So, uh, but but it's mainly just transport. Yeah, you got a lot of stuff of to haul. Yeah, and it's tough checking all that stuff if you try to do that. You know, and of course last year we had a wedding, so Linda's like, yeah. I'm not balling up a wedding dress in a bag and you know so we rented a vehicle where we could hang that up yeah <laughs> and make that work so that's that's just how that works you know so but but i do agree with the texture that it is uh certainly uh safer to fly cooter says the same thing uh, it says it's way more dangerous to drive than it is to fly especially at that altitude that's true um and uh and somebody else said, as an airline pilot for many years now, statistically, you're at higher risk to get into an accident driving than flying. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So Captain Caveman said all they really had to do was have the attractive uh, stewardess blow up the autopilot. Remember auto in <laughs> the airplane? <laughs> so you had that. Um, uh, Beaver Lance Jason says that um, uh, I believe in the early 1990s, Sting was also billed as being from uh, yes, Venice sur- Beach. Surfer Sting, as uh, wrestling fans will call him. Maybe. Yeah, surfer. Not, not the artist, not Cam. Not the artist, Sting. Not old school Sting. I like Sting. I like Sting with the crow face paint and the baseball bat and Different coming sting. down from the rafters. Yeah, that's my favorite version of Sting. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, so uh, somebody said, didn't it just recently snow in Arizona? did, and said Big Bear is probably covered in snow and beautiful out there. Hey, speaking of bears, tomorrow. Cocaine Bear is out tomorrow. Yes, it is. The release of Cocaine Bear. One of the greatest days in the history of cinema. And I asked the wife one more time last night. I said, we can go see Cocaine Bear this weekend? She said, nope. You can go see Cocaine Bear this weekend. Yeah. Hard no. Hard no on that. I was like, it's going to be about as good as Snakes on a Plane was. She's like, then definitely no, I will not see that. (laughs) And then she got into the ridiculous movies that I like. And, of course, anytime my wife talks about me liking ridiculous movies, I'm like, this coming from the person who thinks Waterworld is a good movie. So, did she really like Waterworld? She really did. 
That's one she's scared to go back and watch it now. I think. Yeah, she doesn't want to discover the inconvenient truth. I'm telling you, man, I, I two movies I regret doing that with Demolition Man and Clueless. I didn't realize that they are they don't hold up well. They're pretty bad. There are a lot of people who will disagree with you on Clueless. I just didn't think it held up very well. Yeah, yeah. But Demolition uh, Man, ah, man, I wish I, could, I wish I could just remember that the way it was. It's not a not a good movie. It's not the same. No. I had somebody tell me that they thought that Stripes did not hold up well. I would disagree because yeah. the first time I saw Stripes was fifteen or so years ago. Yeah, and it had been out by then about fifteen. Oh. It had been out over twenty years. It came out in nineteen eighty one. I was working at Blockbuster. So it was like two thousand four, five, yeah. six, somewhere in there. Like yeah. I, I thought it was good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, and somebody else pointed out that said uh, uh, about the uh, the airline travel being safer. So it's fine if you're not sitting in the airport for days. That's what I meant about the inconvenient part about that. But the actual in the air part, everybody else is right. Statistically, a lot safer about that. And somebody said, I just read a story about a guy at the office who had a heart attack and died, and everyone thought he was asleep, so they took a selfie and posted it on Facebook. Yeah, that's a, that's a, uh, no, that's a hoax. That's a, uh, that's it wasn't a, real? Yeah. Okay, good. It's one of those internet, uh, that's, that's, urban legends. Yeah, because that would not be good if that were the case. Yeah, that, that, that's for sure. Um, you know, one thing we haven't, we haven't mentioned, I mean, it's been talked about and talked about and talked about, um, is this whole Brandon Miller situation for Alabama and uh, the basketball player who, uh, you know, whose uh, very eligibility is being called into question, not because there's anything wrong with the eligibility. And not to distract us from the uh, topic at hand, but I just, this just came on my Twitter timeline. Have you guys seen C.D. Lamb's back tattoo? Yeah. You seen this thing, Cam? Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. That's uh, intricate, probably the best way to describe that. Are you yeah. going to Atomic Tattoo afterwards to try and get something similar, Jeff? No, no. Uh, it's much easier to tattoo muscle than it is fat, so I don't think that would go over very well. But this is, uh, boy, there's a there's a lot going on here. Proceed, Craig. I apologize. Uh, I was just talking about the fact that, uh, you know, here it was a day after the Tuscaloosa police testified that he brought a now former teammate the handgun used to kill a woman last month. Their star freshman, Brandon Miller, ends up with a career-high 41 last night. He did play, including the game-winning layup in the final second of overtime. They really struggled to beat South Carolina last night. It was about three and a half hours before the tip-off when Alabama announced that he would play, calling him an active member of our team. And the quote was, UA, Alabama Athletics, continues to cooperate fully with law enforcement in the ongoing investigation of this tragic situation. Based on all the information we've received, Brandon Miller is not considered a suspect in this case, only a cooperative witness. And there were a lot of boos, as you might imagine, there in the arena, mm-hmm. members of the student chant, uh, section chanting, lock him up and guilty and all that stuff. Uh, Nate Oates said, after one of the most mentally tough kids I've ever coached, not surprised he came ready to play and played well tonight. Could have been a distraction, but Brandon showed up. Obviously, they were not going to make him available to the media <laughs> after the figured, game. Figured that. Yeah. So, uh, and again, the story was because it was two days ago, and this is what uh, made it more complex, is that uh, Tuscaloosa detective Brandon Culpepper testified that Miller did bring now former teammate Darius Miles' gun 
to him on the night of that shooting death of 23-year-old Jamia Janae Harris after Miles asked him to do so on a text. Miles has been removed from the basketball program. He and Michael Lynn Davis face capital murder charges uh, in the death of Harris, who was shot and killed near campus early in the morning hours of January 15th. Miles admitted to providing the gun using the shooting. He said Davis fired the weapon. Miller was not charged with a crime. And the Tuscaloosa Chief Deputy District Attorney, Paula Whitley, said there's nothing we could charge him with. So earlier the day, in the day, the athletic director at Alabama, Greg Byrne, had told ESPN in an interview on their game day podcast that the school learned some new facts in the previous 48 hours, both from the Tuesday hearing and after he said the decision to allow Miller to play was made in consultation with the university president, also with Coach Oates, university legal counsel. Others of the schools said collectively we decided Brandon was able to play. said some of this new information affected the school's decision to allow it. He said he did not know of Miles' text message asking Miller to bring the gun until the police testified to it in the court hearing on Tuesday. So, um, I kind of look at this in the Senate. Granted, one you know, one player was one one person that I'm going to mention was directly involved in something allegedly, and the other person was allegedly loosely involved, like on the periphery. Well, I just want to look at this just in terms of what should Alabama do in terms of the suspension. Mm-hmm. I almost look at it as the same situation Texas was in with Arterio Morris when his legal situation popped up. Like, if you were going to suspend him, I almost felt like there was a window to do that, like similar to the Brandon Miller situation. Like, if Nate Oates was going to suspend him, there was a window to do it. Because now if you did it, it would look completely reactive. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just by no don't get it twisted what I'm about to say by no means am I justifying either alleged act that it happened, Brandon Miller's alleged involvement and in what Ontario Morris was alleged to have done. I'm not justifying or you know saying either one is okay. Ah, but you're about to mention both, so there you go. <laughs> but I do think like once you once you pass like that window to suspend them when now when you do it it looks like a reactive situation. To me, at that point, there's no difference in a reactive suspension and just kind of writing it out. To me, like, it's like, okay, it's almost, in other words, I think it's almost worse if you suspend him at this point because now it just looks 100% reactive and, and like, okay, if people wouldn't have found out about this, would you have done it? Probably not. Um, I don't know. That's just kind of where I sit on it. I, I, you know, you're almost better just kind of writing it out at this point. Well, uh, here's what his attorney had said about this. It said Miller was already on his way to pick up Miles, and then Miles texted to bring him the gun. I think the actual quote was on the text, I need my joint. That That was the quote. He was already en route. He said Miller never saw the handgun and that it was concealed under some clothing in the back seat. He was just driving to pick him up, and that the text came saying, I need my joint, but that he was already in route, that he did not know the gun was in the car. He added that Miller never touched the gun, was never involved in the exchange to Davis, the alleged shooter, and police testified that Davis was dancing in front of Harris's Jeep, leading to the exchange between Davis and Harris's boyfriend, Cedric Johnson, and according to the attorney, Miller was unaware of what was going on. He didn't know the confrontation uh, was happening. He didn't get out of the car, and he'd already parked it 
when Johnson's Jeep later pulled up behind him, thereby not intentionally blocking his exit. That's what a lot of folks are saying. He intentionally he parked it there on purpose. He said, nope, the Jeep wasn't there. He pulled up, and then they pulled the Jeep back behind it. Of course, Miller, whose windshield was hit by gunfire, left when the shooting started. And the attorney said, all of the events described above are clearly captured on video. There is no dispute about Brandon's activities during this evening. So, Air, Air Guitar Matt on the text line, I, d- I totally get where you're coming from. And this is why I said they're not directly the same, but they're kind of in the same periphery. Said, I would say there's a significant difference between what happened with Morris and giving a guy a gun that was used to murder someone. Use the term allegedly here, but yes, I 100% agree with that. I was just speaking about both situations in terms of there was a window to suspend them where it would have been, yes, you did the right thing. Take the legal side out of it. As the head coach of a program, you have to look at establish boundaries for what is right in this program and how you're going to conduct yourself. And what is the wrong way to conduct yourself? And there needs to be consequences for both of those. Plus, like with Terrio's situation, whatever happens with that, the person that could have or should have put in some form of punishment is no longer there. Like Chris Beard's not the head coach anymore. Uh, so that's, like I said, it's totally different deals. But I do think there's like a window where you can be out in front of it. it it's, again, you know, if, NATO, if what NATO is saying is true, where they've been in contact with the authorities and everything the whole time, okay, Suspend him until you're a hundred percent certain that there's he's got no involvement legally or otherwise. Then then proceed and then say, hey, we suspended him. We took proper measures. He's been cleared by the authorities. Blah blah blah. And then at that point, I think it's much better than well, everybody found out. Now we've got to suspend him and be react to whatever. I just think once you're reactive, you're already guilty at that point, no matter what you do. Well, and and, uh, and I'm not saying guilt like legally guilty. I'm saying guilty in the court of public opinion for how you run your program. And, and to Stoner's point, he says, how is he not accessory to murder for he gets suspended? Well, that thing I just read from the attorney and what the police said, he was driving to pick him up. Now, this is their this is their story. Yeah. He was driving to pick him up, was not aware there was a gun in the backseat. He was covered up by clothing, never saw the text. And again, the veracity of those statements and what the court of public opinion chooses to believe are one thing and understandable. The other side of it is what is legally actionable. Yeah. So yeah. that's 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 the importance to remember here. What is legally that's why the Tuscaloosa police said that there's nothing we can charge him with other than being a cooperative witness, you, you can, and he's not being charged. By that. He's just using him as a witness. Yeah, and you can take certain words and phrases, you know, different ways. Yeah, like that to me doesn't mean he's completely innocent. When you right. say there's, I mean, there's nothing we can charge him with. Right. That doesn't mean to say we don't think he was wrong or right. it goes back into the, you know, I don't know if I don't know enough. I'm out of my depth on you know legal situations. I don't know if it's a police officer or as a right. police department if there's you know, you're looking at reasonable doubt and things like that when right. you want to charge somebody with something. But that, to me, is totally different. Like, oh, no, he's innocent, whereas hey, we just didn't find anything we can charge him on. Right. Whose firearm did it belong to? Uh, it, it, it was Darius Miles. Yeah, it was Miles' yeah. firearm. And it, was, and, it, and it was covered up by clothing in the back seat. Mm-hmm. And Miller was going to pick him up and says he never saw the text. It said, I need my joint. And, and then... Miles, who, by the way, is gone saying he was 
really, really, really drunk on tequila and doesn't remember anything and all that other kind of stuff. You know, I'll say I'll say this though, regardless of how, and I haven't, I haven't heard about you know, and I'll just tie the two together again because I'm just talking about it from a basketball program standpoint. Yep. Whatever happens ultimately in Arterial Morris's situation, mm-hmm. and if, if this is the end of it for Brandon Miller, like he, nothing to do with this, he's, yep. you know, whatever. He doesn't have any involvement with it. When it gets time for those guys to sit down with front office executives mm-hmm. when it comes to draft time, you better believe they're going to have to answer every question about both instances the exact way those franchises want to hear, or your draft stock's going to go from wherever it could be to maybe that league doesn't want to have anything to do with you. They won't touch you. I would, so you're going to have to be, in the court of public opinion, you're going to ultimately have to be responsible for that incident at, at some point. Um, ulti- uh, ultimately as well, I would submit to you that the same holds for Chris Beard when he interviews for a job, and he will interview for a job and mm-hmm. someone will hire him, uh, down the road, they will ask him about the incident. And and you know where where that was, even though all charges dismissed, yeah, uh, and and all that. So he'll have to discuss that with a prospective employer. Because any time, Craig, any time you sat down with a boss, or in your case, you've been people's boss. What, what's the one thing a boss will tell you? I don't want any surprises. All right. We're we're gonna have this meeting and put everything out on the table now because I don't want a surprise. Two weeks or six months or however far down the road. Yeah. Somebody said this is the longest y'all have ever talked about Alabama basketball. You're exactly right. <laughs> Probably the longest we ever will talk about Alabama basketball. I don't know. I mean, yeah. tournaments right around the yeah. corner. But yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, I see some people. Uh, I think CB mentioned something. You know, Nate Oates' name was floated as a potential candidate for the Texas job. I, I don't even. To me, it's not even worth going there because at this point, you know, Rodney Terry's got this team right in the thick of the Big Twelve Conference title hunt. So yeah. that's. That, yeah. to me, is on the periphery. You can debate whether you think Nate Oates is a worthy candidate or not and, yeah. and how this situation might right. prevent him from employment elsewhere, climbing the ladder. But that's the Texas part of it. I'm, I'm not – me personally, I just – I'm not ready to go there with Nate Oates or anybody else at this point. Yeah, and, and again, just to clarify, if anybody's confused, like Eric Guitarmet says, how do you not even know where your gun is? It wasn't his gun. It was Miles' gun. And he knew where it was when he said, bring it, that, that I, I need that they, you know, uh, again, this is the way that it has been presented from Brandon Miller's attorney, that it was Miles Gunn, and I think, I think it's registered to him anyway, it was Miles Gunn covered in clothing in the back seat, Miller was driving to pick him up and did not know. It, it, it begs a lot of other questions, too. Um, yeah, and, and I'll just say, yeah, the texture brought up Ray Lewis's name, and yeah. like for, Nate Oates is either because uh, t- you know I know he had the retraction. The re- I didn't even read the retraction because it wasn't worth it. But Nate Oates is either tone deaf or just ignorant, one or the other. Because like for for you to mention the situation and then bring up Ray Lewis, yeah, it's not good. Probably not the person you want to bring up in that situation. Yeah, it's not good. Like the Tower with Craig Way and Jeff Howe.
Well, since we were talking about Sting, well, synchronicity too. Not the Sting that I like. So this singer is the same wrestler? That's crazy. Wow, Jeff. No, but I'll tell you about this particular particular tune. Um, uh, I I think folks have heard about how there's a real eclectic mix of music when the Longhorns practice. Mm -hmm. The basketball team, when they shoot around on the road or practice on the road. And there's like hip-hop, and then there's country, and then there's a rocking tune. Then there's like... Miley Cyrus, and then there's uh, uh, Johnny Cash. And, uh, you know, one of the guys was handling said, you got a tune you want to do? This was the one I picked out. Just to, because it seemed to go in well what they were doing with the shooting and stuff when they're just in a shooting set. So my brother and I went to a, a, a live Monday Night Raw at the American Airlines Center one time. And... Uh, it was on. It was Curtis tickets were courtesy of Mark Henry, so the price of that was there you three ninety nine. And it's a good show. We're enjoying ourselves, and it was the first time Sting had ever been on Monday Night Raw on WWE programming. Yeah. yeah. And my brother still laughs about. It. He's like, "Dude, you like morphed into a ten year old kid again. Like you were flipping out. Like it's Sting. It's Sting. Yeah, huh? I turned into a ten year old kid and all over again. There you go. All right, uh, let's uh, get to our Flex 30 update. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. Okay, uh... Ken Parker has had some uh, by district playoff action. Or have you already have you already done any area round games? Or that's starting for you tonight? This will be the first area round game. Yep. Right. Okay. So tell folks about the matchup you have tonight. So I got a little home cooking. LBJ Austin, a great program under Freddie Rowland. Got some incredible football players. Trey Trey McCutcheon's on the team. Noah Baker, Jaquan McGee, and they're place, uh, facing Rudder. It's going to be out at Giddings tonight, 7 p.m. So, and, they, and there's another example, by the way, of two upper classification teams playing at a smaller classification venue. It's two 5A programs playing at a 4A venue in Giddings. That's cool. I like that. You know, it's a great venue too, Craig. It, 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 is it? Yes, I did a an AM Consolidated First Hendrickson volleyball playoffs earlier last year in the Giddings Gym. In the Giddings Gym, it's a great gym, great facility. Not only that, Jeff, you could stop at the uh, the little Buckies. You know the the little convenience store Buckies in Giddings. Yeah, you got yeah. that one there too. You got that one there. You got the you got the mini. You got the mini Buckies in there. So so you're you're preparing for this matchup, Rudder High of Brian against LBJ, and what do you come across? So Rudder has a great player by the name of Kevin Kevin Holmes Jr., uh, Texas A&M Commerce football commit, leads the team with 18 points per game, but they also have three other teammates. And I don't know what the, the term for is it, Craig, from English class. I've got to go back. But it, okay. they have three players with the first name. Landon, Brandon, and Randon. Landon, Brandon, and Randon. Sounds kind of in hominin form, you yeah. know, a little bit. And they're all they're all brothers. So two are brothers. Two are One's brothers. last name is Heslip. The other two are Cooks. Okay. And they're brothers. Okay. Sound like a Larry Daryl and Daryl thing? Yeah, a little bit. 
Uh, so, I like that reference. But, you know, you, you get these kind of things when you get to the playoffs. For example, that 4A by district matchup, Maynard New Tech got knocked out in the first round. Yep. Remember who they got knocked out by? Uh, remind me. They got beat by the Mickey Leland College Prep Academy for Young Men. That's the name of the school. Yeah, charter school. That's uh, like the, uh, what's it, Young Women Leaders Academy? Yeah. yeah or Young Men Leadership Academy down in uh, in San Antonio. Yeah. That's who uh, Wimberley played in that's by right, district. That's right up there with Smoking for Jesus in terms of... Except you know, Smoking for yeah. Jesus is, is a private school. Right. Playing their private six family. These are public schools in the UIL system uh, is this. You familiar with Smoking for Jesus, Cam? No. no. Please, enlighten me. <clears throat> Smoking for Jesus is a... Uh, private school in, I believe it's in Kingsland. Yes. It's in Kingsland. And um, the reason why they're called Smoking for Jesus is because part of what helps pay the bills is they have a barbecue joint. Okay. And I believe it's in Marble Falls is is where theirs is. So, yeah. So they're not, they're not smoking doobies or no, crack no, meth. No, they're no, just no, smoking no. barbecue. Uh, smoking okay. for Jesus. Yeah. So that's how that is. That's a relief. <laughs> Friend moving Alden says, I call that Bucky's Buckaroos. <laughs> I like it, Alden. Very nice. Very nice. But if you're going to Giddings from here, you can stop at the one in Bastrop. Uh, the full legit yeah, Bucky's. Yeah, it's true. Uh, CB says, I still remember before the 20 to 10, 2010 loss to UCLA DKR, Miley Cyrus party in the USA was being played while Texas warming up and the UCLA players clowned Texas for it after the game. That's the song that gets played. It's Miley Cyrus' party in the USA. That's part of what the Longhorn basketball team in the routine on their playlist. There's a bunch of different ones. Mm-hmm. But that, that happens, I think, a lot of times when they're shooting free throws. If, if you played. notice, starting with uh, Tom Herman's tenure, stadium music DKRs changed a little bit over little the bit. last decade plus. All right, so there it is. There is your uh, Flex 30 update. You have regional tournament action going on this weekend, and you have, for the girls, the Sweet 16 and Elite 8, and you have area round playoff action for the boys. Let's get to our second hour Longhorn Notebook. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. Longhorn Notebook brought to you by Aaron Bowersock, your home loan expert, your Longhorn lender. Check her out on the web at bowersockteam.com. So a couple of two-round mocks have come out at CBS Sports. We haven't talked much draft, and I don't have time to get into much else uh, in this Longhorn Notebook, so I, but I do, wanted to, I, did, do, I did want to talk about this today. Uh, the latest one I'm seeing, Bijan Robinson. This is uh, from Ryan Wilson at CBS Sports. This one came out today. This one's got, and I like this fit for Bijan. Pick 27 going to the Buffalo Bills. Sorry, Cowboys fans, but a lot of mocks I've seen have Jalen Hyatt, the Tennessee wide receiver, going to the Cowboys at 26. But Bijan's available for Buffalo at 27. I believe, based on the way their running back situation is right now, I want to say Naheem Hines is either the only or one of the only uh, running backs that they're going to have under contract for next year. James Cook is also under contract, but they don't have a guy like Bijan who could be like a legit three-down back. Like James Cook, Bijan offers you more versatility than James Cook, and he's more more of a three-down guy than uh, than Naheem Hines. So that's just kind of where things are with that. Uh, this Ryan Wilson mock, has Roshan Johnson, Craig, going in the second round, pick 48 to the Detroit Lions. Wow. So Roshan's getting some some early day two buzz. So is DeMarvian Overshone. The mock that came out yesterday from Chris Prasso at CBS Sports, 
That one had, again, this is where I made the comment at the end of yesterday's show, if I see Bijan and any more mocks to the Eagles, I'm just going to lose faith in humanity. Uh, Chris Trapasso had Bijan mocked to the Eagles. Like if you talk about a perfect fit and a team need, he falls into both of those categories. But Chris Trapasso had uh, DeMarvin Overshone going, I think, in the mid-50s, like pick 54 overall. So two different mocks, Bijan going in the first round in both, but one has Roshan Johnson going in the second round, one has DeMarvin Overshone going in the second round. I think all that tells you, Craig, for Rojo and DeMarvion, the combine is going to be huge for those because both of those guys have shown it, put enough on tape. Scout's got a firsthand look at them at the Senior Bowl. Now I think it's going to be all about the testing numbers and what they show for both of those guys. Yeah, well, that's going to be interesting to continue to follow. So uh, so after a year where there were no Longhorns taken in the draft, there's a chance you could have three go in the first 100 picks of this draft. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so could have could have that coming up. All right. Um, we'll be back, and uh, we'll get ready to uh, wrap up today's edition of Light the Tower here on the Horn, 104.9, 1019, AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. feel like I should be bumping back during a baseball game. We go to the top of the third. Longhorns up four to nothing. It's one of our baseball bumps back. Austin's own Christopher Cross, who survived a near-fatal bout with COVID. So, it's good that he's... I think I remember you saying something about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it's good that he's back okay there. We get ready to wrap up today's part. Tomorrow, among others, we'll have Mike Roach, recruiting editor, Orange 24-7, yep. join us. Also, Bruce Burke, Texas men's tennis coach, because you're going to have the Longhorns hosting Aggies Sunday, Texas, Texas A&M at the uh, Texas Tennis Center. So we're going to look forward to that. We invite you to stay tuned. Coming up next, Chad and Zay for our man behind the glass, our producer, Cam Parker, and from a co-host, Jeff Howell. I'm Craig Way. Thanks for joining us. We'll visit with you tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock, right here on Light the Tower.